Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, I'm super excited to talk to you today. We are going to be talking about three must-haves in your evening routine and kind of how to build out an evening routine. I think evenings can be so tricky. We are often so tired from working all day, picking up kids, making decisions, managing everything, and doing thousands of tiny tasks along the way we might not even realize. From getting dressed to doing devotionals to making decisions about dinner and food and kids and subjects and homework and logistics, all the things, right? It can seem like a lot. So at the end of the day, I think the evening is always too short. We're trying to kind of cram into the evening space all the things that we'd like to do in that small window of time, having dinner, getting homework done, getting things ready for the next day, working out, self-care, dinner, as I said, rest, preparing for the next day. I mean, the list just goes on. And if you wanted to sit down and just veg for a minute, (laughs) I think that's where we kind of get stuck. Today, we're going to talk about three must-haves in your evening routine and really how to build out an evening routine that's going to work for you. So we'll talk about the three main things, but before we do, I just want to mention, I was listening to another podcast I love called The Lazy Genius, and she was talking about how to kind of lazy genius or plan out your evening. Kendra had suggested that when you pick what matters most and start from there, it will be easier to figure out your evening. If what matters most is getting enough sleep, then you're going to prioritize getting your kids to bed, getting yourself to bed early. If what matters most is being able to relax and spend some family time together, maybe you play a board game. What matters most, perhaps it's a family dinner. So it just depends on kind of what your goal is for that evening. Now, she suggested some theme nights, like one night would be maybe self-care night. One night is a family fun night. One night, maybe you go out with some friends. So you could, if you wanted to, try to try to structure it that way. However, when I was 
thinking about it as kind of we were planning out our evening routines the other day. I was thinking about how complicated evening routines can be and just if there was a simpler way to try to fit things in that mattered and get all the things done. So as I was thinking about it, I thought it really comes down to three main categories that need to be in your evening routine. So that we'll talk about today. So go ahead and grab a piece of paper and get a pen and maybe a yummy drink and get ready to kind of settle in. I don't know if it's fall in your area, but it definitely is in California. The weather's kind of crazy because it's so late. It slowly gets cooler and then it's lovely. It's kind of nice and cold in the mornings, like about 50 degrees at night. It cools down too. And the mornings are kind of 50, 60. And then it gradually warms up to like about 70 and then cools back down in the night. And so we kind of get used to that and it's beautiful. All the trees are changing colors and that kind of thing. And then it it always gets kind of weird right around Halloween. It'll kind of get cooler like that for a couple weeks just to kind of knock us off course. And then we'll have a week where it'll be like 80, 90 degrees every day. And then after that, after that one super hot week, it'll go back to like what it was before. And then it'll be like, okay, now we're going to really settle in for fall and winter. But it's like gives you a teaser week. That's like, just kidding. It's going to be 80 to 90 degrees. So never mind. So we kind of have that going. I think it's supposed to get super warm in the next week. (laughs) Our kids never know what to wear for Halloween. We just wear layers. That's the key. Just layers. I have to say the best is just one big layered costume and you just take off pieces or add them on. All right. So grab that piece of paper. We're going to talk about the three must haves for your evening routine. Now it's really important that they are in this specific order. I found that this order works best. Number one is to prioritize or have one of your must haves in your evening is family time. Now this can either be dinner together or maybe reading in the evening together or a special family movie or game night. And really most anything that is gonna be bringing your family together. So I know some families prioritize like family dinners all the time and we tried, I have to say. So over the summer, we tried to do that more often to have dinner as a family together. When the kids were really little, we would tend to just get them ready for dinner, feed them, put them to bed. And then once we put them to bed, we would have dinner by ourselves and it was beautiful and quiet and our kids were asleep. It was lovely, especially when our kids went to bed earlier, like at 7.30 or 6 or so when they were much younger. But then through the years, it's just kind of been where we still try to eat after the kids go to bed, but then it puts our evenings so late. So we're trying to eat earlier with the kids during dinner. And we always feel so guilty that like we're not eating as a family, which I think sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. This summer we tried, okay, we're going to eat dinner as a family in the fall. And we're going to, once the school starts, we're going to have this routine and we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And it worked once or twice. (laughs) And then we just kind of gave up. 
It's not to say that we don't ever eat together as a family, but it's just so chaotic in the evenings. I just want to give you grace. If that isn't working for you, know that that's okay. I think for a long time, I felt really guilty that we weren't doing family dinners and everybody says you're supposed to, and you feel this guilt as a mom not to spend time with your kiddos in that way and not to hear about their day and that kind of thing. So I just challenge you not to feel guilt over that. It took me a long time, but um, we do it just a little bit differently. Our kiddos will come home from school and they'll work on homework. Usually they have a snack and then they kind of work on homework until it's dinner time. But lately we've had two other kids in sports and so their sports don't end until probably around five, their practice ends. So by the time we get home, it's about 5.30, maybe six. And it might even be later, depending on where they have games located. And if we have to drive long distance, if there's traffic, that kind of thing. So we now kind of eat, or the kids eat anywhere from five to seven, I would say. So some nights we all eat together in different places in the kitchen. Usually our kids are in the middle of trying to get their homework done and eat dinner at the same time. So they're eating dinner until they finish their homework. And then once they finish their homework, they put that away and then they finish eating dinner. So it kind of works. They're eating like almost appetizers at the beginning while they're kind of working on their homework. They can be eating fruit or veggies, that kind of thing. And then once they're kind of done, we'll give them like their main dish. Maybe it's salmon or steak or whatever. And sometimes they eat that while they're still doing homework. But we've just found it's so hard to fit in everything. If we paused and they focused on eating and then focused on homework, it just makes the evening a little bit longer. So just to speed things up for us, we are trying to kind of do double duty. So we're packing lunches, we're in the kitchen, we're asking about their day, we're talking through stuff, we're hanging out with them while they're doing homework. So we're still having family time. We're all in one big space, in one big room. And sometimes we all eat together depending on if people have all finished their homework or how things are going or if that evening kind of works out that way. And sometimes we don't. So give yourself grace in that it's just an interesting season. And so I just want to challenge you with that time. If that dinner time works well for you as a family time, great. If not, that's okay. We always do, or we try to do the other thing. (laughs) We try to do reading together as a family. So in the evening after everybody eats dinner and finishes homework and lunches are packed and stuff like that and backpacks are all ready to go all those things then they head upstairs and go take showers brush teeth and get all ready once they're ready for bed they hang out and just read and then once everybody's all ready for bed my husband reads a bible story and goes through a chapter in the bible and they talk about it and then also they're reading through the lord of the rings at the moment so they will be, he'll read like a chapter or so. And they all hang out on the futon in the middle of all the bedrooms. There's kind of a landing area. So they all hang out right there and read. And then after they read, it's time for bed. So we always get that really special family time with our kiddos. And some nights it's too late to do it. Some nights we do a family movie night instead, maybe over the weekend and we don't sit down and read as much. So 
Just make sure that your family time is in your evening routine in whatever space that looks like. I just want to give you grace in knowing that sometimes it'll look different for different families and not to feel that you have to do it a certain way. Maybe you all eat together. Maybe you don't. Maybe you all read together. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have special movie time or game time one night. Maybe not. So just give yourself grace along with that, but have family time built in, in some form. And it doesn't have to be super long. It doesn't have to be super short. I mean, you can make it what you want depending on your schedule and your family because it gets crazy, right? So that's number one is family time. Number two, I kind of mentioned is preparing for the next day. Now this really needs to be in your evening routine because it will help you so much that next day. Now we've found the more you can prepare, the better. This means backpacks, homework, sports stuff, lunches, getting the house back together, cleaning up the kitchen, doing laundry, tidying up. So all those things we have found really, really help. So the most that you can do in our evening routine is to reset the house back to normal and to get everybody ready for the next day. This might mean doing laundry so you have clean uniforms for your kids to wear to football practice and football games, just saying. Or this might mean packing up lunches so that they're easy and ready to go when your kids have to leave early in the morning for school and everybody's groggy and tired. (laughs) Or this might mean writing yourself a note before so that you don't have to remember things. So just whatever that might entail. As I said, we make sure that kids have their backpacks in a certain spot. It's like near the kitchen door, we have a door to the garage. And so the backpacks all live right there on the floor because they're awfully heavy. (laughs) And so all the backpacks live there and all the electronics, including laptops, iPhones, regular flip phones, earplugs, all that kind of stuff, Apple pods, all the Apple gear, right? All that lives downstairs in a box and it's kind of a little crate that's right next to an outlet. And then we have an outlet strip inside the box. And so everything just gets plugged in and that's where it lives overnight. So electronics do not go upstairs, cell phones, computers, and all those kinds of things do not go upstairs. I know that's a huge thing for kids these days is a lot of times kids are up very, very late in high school and junior high. And any time they have a phone, texting friends super late at night, or doing things on their phone. So one huge thing that we instated very, very early on is that all electronics live downstairs in the electronic box. And so it never became a problem of, no, your phone can't go with you in your room. They just know all the electronics live downstairs in the box. And we've talked through the idea of you need your sleep and sleep is valued and that this will keep you from sleeping and keep you from doing your best. And so... You don't need to be on your phone. There's nothing that's going to be happening between the hours of 8 p.m. and 7 a.m. that you're going to be awake for school. So just a side note in there. So we make sure that our kids' backpacks are all ready to go. They've done all their homework. Every once in a while, they'll have, of course, a test or quiz or something that they need to finish doing in the morning or maybe get quizzed on. 
or maybe they forgot a certain part of their project. So that we put out on the kitchen counter and make sure that they know that it's super easy to find that kind of thing. Or the other day, my son was remembering, oh, I need to tell this teacher this, or I missed class because I had to go to the football game. And so I need to ask this teacher this. So we wrote it down on a big on a little whiteboard in his room so that he didn't have to remember it overnight. So just make sure you can do whatever is easiest. We lay out clothes the night before so that all the kids need to do in the morning is get up, get dressed, head downstairs, have some breakfast, and they pull their lunch right out of the fridge, put in an ice pack, stick it in their backpack, and they're ready to go. And then, of course, they run to the office and grab their electronics, go stick those in their backpack as well. But they're in charge for um, getting that all together. It's really important, I think, to get them all ready to go because it's crazy. It's crazy in the morning. And the more you can do to help yourself, your future self will just say thank you. (laughs) The easier it is that you can make things in the morning, the better. The other thing along with getting prepared for the next day, as I mentioned, was just kind of the house. So making sure that you're cleaning up the kitchen, you're cleaning up all the dishes in the sink, you're putting away all the food, you're returning the house back to normal or what it was before, you're tidying up, maybe taking out trash for the next day, all those things, running the dishwasher if it's full, all those amazingly fun adulting things. It makes it so much better to come downstairs and have a beautiful clean kitchen and to be able to start your day fresh and not have to worry about dishes in the sink and food that's out and just all kinds of stuff. So we always make a point to make sure that not only our kitchen is cleaned up and everything's put away, dishes are all done, but then also that the rest of the house is picked up and ready to go. And so you just feel so much more like you have a clean slate, as I mentioned, but you just have a good starting point and you can start off the day nice and fresh thinking about the next things you need to do versus all the things you left undone. This also includes laundry. We usually do, or I usually do a tidy up from downstairs. So downstairs, I kind of tidy up all the rooms that we're not in. And then we clean up the kitchen and wipe everything down, do all the dishes, all that kind of stuff. And then bring up all the dirty towels or any dirty laundry. And then in the evening, after the kids have taken showers, I collect all their clothes and then toss everything in the wash. And it's going while we are getting ready for bed, maybe brushing teeth and that kind of thing. And then right before I go to bed, I put it all in the dryer and then it's good to go for the next day. And sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes we're out of town or our evening routine is a little off. So I get everything together and then the next morning I might throw in a couple extra things and start it. So I get everything together that's ready to go for the wash. And then the next morning I start it because I'm ready to go to bed and I don't want to wait up another couple hours until it's ready to put in the dryer. All right. So number one, we talked about family time and then that can mean a different thing, but you want to just have some time together as a family. And maybe that's prepping dinner and prepping lunches for the next day and laughing and talking about your day or maybe that's reading time later, right before you go to bed, but just have a special time in the evening laid out for family time that you can connect. As we said, number two, preparing for the next day, not only what you will need, 
but also resetting your house so that you can start fresh the next morning. Number three is rest. Now this comes in different forms. So this may come in recharging, maybe it's reading, maybe it's watching a football game together or a sports show or something on TV. Maybe it's enjoying a family movie night. Maybe it's enjoying a meal. Maybe it's some downtime or unstructured time. So this is just rest. Now this can be rest with or without electronics, but we have found that it's super helpful to build in rest, whatever that might look like for you. I know when my husband and I have dinner, sometimes we just want to veg and like watch a fun home show or something like that and just sit together and have dinner and it's lovely. Or maybe sometimes our kids now, since they're in football, they're very into sports. And so now they want to watch like Monday night football. So the other night we watched a little bit of Monday night football, but sometimes watching sports games can get really late. So we just watched a little and it was great. We hung out and then it was time to finish up the rest of the evening. But just having that little bit of downtime was nice. Or my husband reads with them and before or after they're reading, sometimes they're ready before another sibling is ready to sit down and read. And so they all have kind of quiet time. They can all read. My daughter loves to draw and just sit in her room and draw. And so sometimes we have a little bit of downtime depending on how much time we have in our evening. So sometimes we have extra downtime or unstructured time, and sometimes we don't have that much. So it just depends. But make sure that you are doing something that it's allowing you to rest and recharge. And also that might be that you just get to bed early. Maybe you're exhausted and your kiddos are exhausted and you just know that they need a little downtime before they go to bed and then they just need some more sleep. (laughs) So those are your three must-haves for your evening. And I'm really hoping that this will allow you to think creatively and take a deep breath and not be focused on a structure or a system, but that you will just take these three kind of broad areas of having family time and whatever that might look like for your family, of having preparation time, of preparing for the next day and making sure you're all ready to go. And number three, to have some rest built in. I think those are the three main kind of categories or must-haves, and those can look different in different seasons. Those can look different if your kiddos are, are smaller or younger or bigger or what grade they're in. And so I think just being flexible with that, but having those three categories is key. Now, a couple extra tips that I'm just going to mention. One I already mentioned of making sure that electronics are living downstairs and that they don't live in your kids' rooms because we want to make sure that sleep is a priority. Also, starting dinner as close to five as you can to get your evening started can be key. But as I said, it's kind of crazy when you have sports and everything else like that. But trying to do your best to know what you're going to be cooking or to have planned out short meals on the day that you might get home late from picking up kids from a game or soccer practice, just know that these evenings, you're going to have kind of a later evening. So you want to have a quick meal ready to go. So just planning out to knowing to start your dinner as close as you can to five. The other tip would be 
Lent homework ends by 8 p.m. no matter what. So we are kind of running into the fact of sometimes our kids will be distracted or maybe they'll chat with some other friends online or do some other things. We want to teach them to use their time wisely and that they need to work on their homework and then chat. Also, we want to teach them to value sleep and to know that whatever you get done by eight o'clock is what you get done. And if that means you didn't finish an assignment, then maybe you'll have to just turn it in or maybe we'll just have to do it the next day. But we want to really value sleep so they can do their best and feel their best the next day. So we kind of have a policy that homework ends by 8 p.m., whether you are finished or not. So yeah, that is another one, the computers and all kind of cell phone things, as I said. And then I also mentioned a little bit about laundry, but sometimes evenings just don't go the way you planned, as I mentioned. So make sure you give yourself some grace. That's a huge tip of sometimes you'll have a routine that you usually jump into and your kids know, everybody knows, okay, dinner, homework, lunches, cleanup, bath time, shower time, brush teeth, book time, ready for bed, that kind of thing. But sometimes you're just off or you may have something that evening that maybe you are out or doing something a little bit different or your routine is just broken in some way. So give yourself grace if that's not working that evening. Don't try to make it work. Take a deep breath and know that It's okay. You'll get to it tomorrow. Maybe the dishes aren't cleaned. Maybe the laundry's not done. Maybe the kitchen's not cleaned up. Take a deep breath. (laughs) Go to bed anyway. And the next morning, tackle whatever you left undone. I really pray that this episode has blessed you and given you some helpful framework to build out an evening routine that works for you and your family. As we talked about those three main things must have kind of categories. Make sure that you're putting those in your evening, but that they are reflective of what your family needs and what's important to you. I'm really hoping you'll be able to build a simple routine and that it will accomplish the tasks that you need it to get done, the tasks that you want to get done, and will also give you the grace and flexibility that you need. So hopefully you have just a little bit of this scaffolding framework done. And as we said, you can personalize it to what works best for you. All right. Remember that if you need help building out your evening routine, or if you have really fun ideas about your evening routine or need help with that, come post it in our Facebook group, Home Management for Working Moms, Organization and Time Management, we would love to help you. So I'm super excited to um, just connect with you there. So come on over and let's connect and drop me um, just a comment or post and knowing what kind of things you like to do in your evening. What do you include? What have you said no to? What kind of things have you given yourself grace about? I would love to hear it. Until next time, have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. 
If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com, and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode.